Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. The big news is obviously the federal judge, Catherine Kimball Mizell, uh, who has now overturned the CDC's mask mandate for airplanes and other forms of public transportation. Praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. According to the, it only took them like two years to yeah. decide that they're violating our rights. Uh, Amazing. To, well, I don't even know if that was what her opinion was. We'll get into her her excuse for why this happened uh, in a moment. But the story is from the EpicTimes.com. They say that it was uh, struck down today, and she wrote that the CDC rule exceeded the agency's statutory authority because its implementation violated administrative law. So it didn't have anything to do with your rights. Well, I mean, it kind of did in the sense that this this federal organization overstepping its bounds means mm. that it violated our rights in the process. Right. Because that's what the whole, that's what its boundaries yeah. are supposed to be. Literally, due, due process is following the procedures that are in place. So which they didn't, they didn't do. do. So. So, yeah, it was I mean, it would have been nice if it had been a full throated defense of the right of yeah. the people to keep and bear their frigging faces. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she didn't mention that, apparently. But uh, she's based out of Florida and was appointed by Donald Trump. And of course, the people on the left are flipping out about this decision as a result oh, of that. God, I'm so sick of the whining. I mean, this whole thing was entertainment, right? The whole COVID-19 thing, it, it was just entertainment for the masses, and the masses stopped being entertained long ago. I didn't find it ago. entertaining at all. Yeah, yeah, but the average person did. They, they don't view it that way. They don't have the, uh, the honesty and the, the self-examination. You you, when you say entertaining, you mean like as though it has grabbed their attention? Because I don't think fear is particularly entertaining to most people. I, mean, I think they found it. I think the average person did find it entertaining. They just don't have the self-honesty to, to, admit, it, to it. admit that. Hmm. Because it, it was this virus that you know allowed them to feel afraid but at the same time it wasn't really killing anyone so they didn't have to really be afraid it just gave them an opportunity to act out hmm. as though they were fear for their lives it, it was a completely an entertainment thing and it ran its course and people got sick of it but the media didn't pick up on that yeah. they just kept beating that dead horse for an additional year yeah. or so and the average person hmm. has been sick of it since oh i think at the least october that- of last year I think the big thing that liberals got out of it was, I mean, not that they don't take plenty of opportunities, but the opportunity to walk around, feel like they're better than everybody else because mm-hmm. they're more compliant. Yeah, um, there was the big amount of signaling going on with that for sure. Yeah. And, and you know, every, every mask was a I didn't vote for Trump sign. Um, yeah, that's true. You know. Mizell uh, stipulated, the judge here, stipulated the CDC violated the Administrative Procedure Act because it did not, quote, allow for public participation through notice and comment before issuing the mask mandate. So that's that's it. This is a total technicality. This doesn't have anything to do with uh, the rights of the people or anything like that. Why does the CDC have the authority to tell Delta that their customers have to wear these specific garments in the first place. Well, because well, why do we give a, a corporation a license to kill in the first place? <laughs> well, I did it. Well, Delta is a corporation, which sort of by definition means that they're a creature of the state, and so they sure. kind of basically have agreed to do whatever it is the state tells them to do in return for the you know protections of the corporation. 
I mean, I know that, right? Yeah. But supposedly we have law and order and checks and balances and all of this sort of th- th- stuff. But I don't recall at any at, at any part of this, the CDC was given authority by Congress to tell airliners what they could and couldn't do. Yeah, it's amazing how usually it's the F- FAA's department. Yeah, it is. It's interesting to you know look at the, what happens with the CDC issuing their recommendations and how mm. many companies or other government agencies just take those and and act like it's god's word and they just do whatever it is they're told to do well what was really way more egregious than that was the uh eviction moratoriums oh where they told people that you couldn't evict a a tenant out of you know in some places it would be somebody living in the same house with you for years Mm mm-hmm you couldn't evict them, even if they didn't pay you. And Well, as I understood it, you couldn't evict them for non-payment of rent, but you could evict them for other reasons. Rick DeSantis or Ron DeSantis, whatever the hell his name is, he's never seen a police pro-police bill that he didn't like. He signs them all, and he loves funding the cops and having more control and more laws on, for them to enforce on the streets. Didn't Florida also just do this don't say gay bill or something like that to their... I haven't read anything about it. I know there's been a ton of controversy. Did, do you know anything about it? No, thing I've, I've heard of it, heard about it, that that's in detail beyond people calling it um, don't say gay, basically said that... Um, it, it the thesis of the bill is that teachers should not be having detailed conversations about their sex lives with six-year-olds who are in their care. And I can't disagree with that general premise. Um, yeah, if there's going to be a government school teacher, I would agree with you there. I think they should all be abolished, of course. I don't know that that's the premise or not, right? Because it's not going to... When, when students read these stories, let, let's say you have a kindergarten class, right? And you're reading them some nursery rhyme about the princess locked in the tower being saved by the by the handsome knight or whatever. That's that's a hetero story, right? It's about a man and a woman, and he's rescuing her, and they're mm-hmm. going to fall in love and you know have two and a half mm-hmm. kids and a white picket fence and all that great stuff. Now, apparently, the don't say gay thing is being picked up by up, upwards of a dozen states. So I guess it already went into uh, it got passed in Florida. And so, you know, a lot of governments are monkey see, monkey do. Like, oh, that's a good idea. We'll, we'll it's amazing that. that something can be referred to as as uh, don't say gay bill when it, it makes absolutely no reference to homosexuality or whether or not. I mean, it has absolutely nothing to do with that. Well, now, I haven't read the entire bill at this point, and I don't know if they're oversimplifying it. Yeah, so it's a seven-page bill. They're not bill. just oversimplifying. They're straight-up lying about what it says. Well, have you read the bill? Uh, no, I've... I've. Uh, You're I've just had... going to a different mu- news source to tell you what's in the bill. Yeah, how do you know what it mm. says if you haven't read it? Um, no, it's... Uh... I mean, there are statements that are easily checked, like it says nothing at all about homosexuality. Right. Have you checked? I haven't. <laughs> uh, well, I do have the bill pulled up here. I have not yet done a uh, control F. To... I also have not read it, and I'm, I'm yeah. not going to. I'm just going to presume that NPR is going to show us the worst of it, because they're NPR. How about a second grade, you know, basic math question? Um, 
Bob and Eric are going to the movie theater together. They want to buy popcorn. There's there's a lot of people who say no, you can't you can't have Bob and Eric both go into the th- meet movies together. That's too close to being gay. There are people who there are people who freak out. Is about that, that close yeah. to being gay? Presumably, well, right? Those they're, people they're are going presuming out on a that date, they're dating. Right? I've been to a movie with you, but we weren't dating. Yeah, but these people wouldn't realize that. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. They jump to the the worst conclusion. So it's just there's such a wide variety of opinions on this, and that's why I am of the opinion that if there is a government school, then they should stay the hell away from these potential. I don't know what the right word is, but fire pots or whatever. There's you know the potential for exploding and getting people really angry uh, at you. But again, the best solution is to not have government schools at all. Yeah, that's the only that's the only solution I can see is get government out of it entirely. Right. That way, the people that want to have the ultra open, ultra sexualized, you know, content at school, y'all can you can have that. Just create that school if it doesn't already exist, and then some other people will send their kids there, and the but religious many, conservatives won't, and that's fine. But how many people would send their kids to the ultra-open, hey, we're going to teach your kids it's okay to be gay school, right? Well, if what? nobody wants that kind of thing, we shouldn't be forcing it I on agree them. entirely. I think a lot of people do want that yeah. kind of thing. Some people would send their kids um, there, absolutely. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, well, the same liberals. sort of people who, who want, you know, teachers pushing sexual propaganda on kids. Right. And then you've got this lady, uh, this judge, who has made the decision, Catherine Kimball Mazel. She's a Trump appointee who has decided that the CDC did not follow their own administrative procedures and didn't allow for public participation through notice and comment before issuing the mask mandate. She wrote in her ruling, quote, at the time when the CDC issued the mandate, the COVID-19 pandemic had been ongoing for almost a year and COVID-19 cases were decreasing. This timing undercuts the CDC's suggestion that its action was so urgent that a 30-day comment period was contrary to the public interest. So, too, their delay in issuing the mandate further undercuts its position. Public comment in this case is necessary, said the judge, because the mandate would, quote, constrain their choices and actions via threats and civil and criminal penalties, unquote. So that is the latest blow to the Biden administration's COVID-19 mandates. Earlier this year, the Supreme Court struck down the OSHA rule, directing tens of millions of workers at larger private companies to receive vaccines, but left intact a Centers for Medical and Medicaid Services rule requiring healthcare workers to receive the shots. So again, we're not sure when uh, airlines will stop their mandates, and clearly an airline could continue its own rules So that is something they could do on their own volition if they want. Former Ethereum developer Virgil Griffith has been sentenced to more than five years in federal prison. Holy moly. For simply going to North Korea and giving a talk at a crypto conference in Pyongyang in 2019. I'm curious to know what justification, you know, they use for this, but sanctions. I know, but how does how does going there and giving a presentation run afoul of sanctions? You're helping them. By giving a presentation? That's what this is coming down to. I mean, kudos to the guy for going to North Korea in the first place, because I wouldn't. (laughs) Yeah. It looks like if you're going to go to North Korea and give a presentation, you should probably stay there, because they aren't going to be too kind to you. I I think I'd rather go to prison (laughs) than stay in North Korea. What's the difference? well, well, he is going to get out after 63 months. Yeah, you eventually get out. 63 months? Oh, and a $100,000 fine. God. Yeah. 
for allegedly helping North Koreans use cryptocurrencies to evade sanctions. And evade their own government, one would think. In September, he pleaded guilty. Well, I hope the poor North Koreans who are being exploited by their government are listening because they should be getting into cryptocurrency so they can get around these horrific impositions that the United States government has put upon them. I wonder what percentage of them have a computer or a smartphone. It can't be very mm, many. No. Netflix, for instance, uh, or uh, YouTube have not been ordered to cut off the Russian people. They've only been told, like, the, the government sanctions, as I understand them, are targeting Russian oligarchs, Putin and his family, their buddies, government minister mm. types uh, in Russia. But a lot of these companies are just completely cutting off anyone who is Russian. Yeah, Burger King did it, PayPal did it, yeah. uh, I think Google did it. If there's I remember a huge correctly. list. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's a huge list. It's really Pepsi, Coca Cola, Burger King. The list that's short is the list of companies that haven't done anything. That's the short list. Uh, and this all was supposedly on. completely voluntary. Like, a, mm-hmm. I haven't heard anything about the government specifically requesting these people do this. Correct. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. all just piling on to show their support for uh, for Ukraine. So sanctions hurt people. They hurt uh, peaceful people. They hurt the average person more so than any oligarchs or whatever. Uh, but it hasn't just been sanctions against Russia that have been hurting people. It's sanctions against every country hurts the people of that country. Right. Iran, North Korea, Venezuela, none of these situ- – Cuba. And not only that, but it, but by making markets less free, these things make the whole world poorer. I'm pretty sure that you can – uh, you can find yourself with a nasty prison sentence in America for doing business without the proper permission in the form of licensing. Yes, as a, a Crypto6 <laughs> uh, member, we are all certain about that. No, there's no doubt about it. Uh, this is not, I'm saying, not saying this is a free marketplace, but it is a little bit more free. Again, we're talking about the differences being degrees. It's a little yeah. bit more free in the United States than in North Korea. North Korea is generally considered the dead last country on the list of economic freedom, uh, if it's even included on the list, because you can't get any data out of North Korea. No information comes from any source besides the government's official media. So you can't have any real way of comparing them to any of the rest of the world because there's no information. Uh, so you really don't know. Maybe they're worse than Venezuela. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, I think they're way worse than Venezuela, though, because you can still at least open your own business in Venezuela. I'm sure if you jump through enough hoops. I think if they were successful, like if the North Korean economy was successful and the people there were living, you know, luxuriously, we would know it. Yeah. Uh, and another great example of the difference in degrees in North Korea, they worship the uh, the Kims, the sort of the ruling family. There was Kim Il-sung, who was the grandfather, Kim Jong-il, who was his son, and now Kim Jong-un, who is his son. He said at sentencing, I've learned my lesson. I am still profoundly embarrassed that I'm here and of what I have done, unquote. I'm embarrassed that you're embarrassed, dude. You were doing a good thing. You, you were doing a service to humanity. And now you're ashamed of it. Well, they're going to argue that he was helping the government of North Korea learn how to avoid sanctions. Which is not as good, but because of the socialist nature of North Korea, if you want to help the North Korean people, you kind of do have to help their government. I'd better help them into a grave if you want to really help their people. 
Well, ideally, you know, they, <laughs> they would become wealthy. They would become more educated. They would become, you know, all of these things that would make them realize that, hey, this socialism thing just isn't working out. Right. But you got to yeah. start well, by that, putting some food in their bellies. I don't know. I, I mean, we don't know what this conference was that he was speaking at. The average North Korean probably doesn't have access to the Internet. So I presume this was a conference for government agents in North Korea, but I don't know. That does they don't get into that. It probably wasn't for your average, you know, street vendor or barber. It it's probably your upper middle class, your wealthy elite, so and to the, speak, the, whether the they're government or not. Are tied in with the state. The judge in the case, uh Castle, said this quote, There's an argument that Virgil Griffith is a kind and thoughtful man. Describing a version of events in which... The judge said this? Yes. And then he sentenced the guy to 50-something months in prison? He doesn't believe that argument. Oh. Uh, he says, at great personal sacrifice to himself... Or describing a version of events at which, at great personal sacrifice to himself, Griffith traveled to North Korea to share educational materials about blockchain technology and returned to persecution. But those are not the facts. Those the are literally said. the facts, though. That is not what happened, <laughs> he said. And continued, he said, what you see here is an intentionality and a desire to educate people on how to evade sanctions that's that's literally just rephrasing the first thing he said judge castle read a series of text messages and emails from griffith in which the defendant admits to sharing information with north korea for the express purpose of helping the repressive regime evade sanctions what the judge found most damning perhaps was a photo of griffith presenting at the conference wearing a traditional north korean suit and standing in front of a blackboard on which it read no sanctions with a smiley face Quote, the fact of the matter is Virgil Griffith hoped to come home to Singapore or elsewhere as a crypto hero, to be admired and praised for standing up to government sanctions for his fearlessness and nobility, unquote. The judge blasted Griffith's history of cooperation with the government both before and after his trip to Pyongyang, held up by the defense as evidence of his good nature as narcissism. I got completely banned from the local radio station here. Really? Did they ban Raymond too? No, they they still let him on. Which station? They won't. They, they, you know what? They have a joke hour, dumb joke hour, and I can't even put on dumb jokes. Your jokes wow. are just they that bad, apparently. Joke rodeo. And, That's what it's and called. You know what? They, yeah, maybe it's called the maybe they really like food. You know. What do you mean? Well. By that? Well, I mean, they well, don't want to starve to death. And so, I mean, she's a communist. <laughs> ah. So, yeah, Sarah, yeah, what mean, station I mean, are we talking about here? Well, I am I allowed to say the number 770AM? Okay, KKOB, that's the big talk station. There's a few talk stations in uh, Albuquerque. How do you memorize this stuff, dude? I'm just a radio geek. <laughs> I know, you know but that's what I do. She just spits out, you know, at r- three random numbers out of out in the middle K-K-O-B. of nowhere in New yeah. Mexico and you're like, "Ah, you mean blah blah blah." <laughs> yeah, I I know who the program director is there too. As a matter of fact, I've met him a few times at the various different conventions that that I've been to. Uh, we're on Kiva, actually, K-I-V-A, which is our affiliate there in Albuquerque. But there's at least two or three talk radio stations. So you can always call the other ones, Sarah. A lot of these network marketing companies have restrictions on how you can market their products. It seems counterproductive, right? But they actually say to their distributors, thou shalt not advertise on broadcast radio. Thou shalt not, you know, so on and so on. There's a whole bunch of prohibitions. You're only supposed to do it person to person. So that's why Sarah is being reticent 
uh, to reveal for whom it is that she is a distributor. I, I think that she's she honestly is trying to follow the sure. rules here rather than. Um, but you did mention them before, Sarah. So can you answer my question of before you used to say, well, I'm just a customer. Did you start as a customer and then decide to sign up as a distributor? Well, so actually, I'm not signed up technically as a customer or a distributor. Huh? Richard is a customer, and he's trying to market, and we, he can't get nobody signed up. Okay, hold on. Is so it Richard or Raymond? Of, well, the, the Richard Raymond is his mm. middle name. Uh, Richard and is and first that name. answers my question as to whether what kind of organization it is, because if if what you're looking to do is sign people up, then it's a pyramid scheme. But now the Monero fans are talking about doing a bank run, quote-unquote. And although this actually doesn't have to do with the banks, it has to do with the group of companies that really, really wants to be like the banks. I love this idea, right? And I hope they're not just saying, hey, we need to pull all of our Monero off the exchanges or whatever. I hope they are trying to create a wider movement where... Everyone pulls their crypto off of exchanges mm. at once to see if the first of all, if the exchanges really have it or and B to punish them for being evil. Had you already heard about this story? No. OK, it's interesting because you asked the question, do the exchanges really have it? And that's where well, they're banks. I mean, the, I, I would not be at all surprised if Coinbase doesn't actually have the cryptocurrency that they're supposed to have. That's where they're coming from on this. Now, the uh, this comes back to what we were talking about before, where Monero is the privacy coin, sort of the top privacy coin. There are a bunch of privacy coins in the world of cryptocurrency, but Monero, I believe, was the first ever, and it's the biggest one. It's in the top 50 of the, the coins out there right now. It used to be in the top 20, but I don't think it's... I think it's in like the 30s range. I'm surprised it's falling. Yeah, a lot of the useful coins have been falling. Bitcoin Cash, Monero, Dash. Dash is like around number 80-something or 90, somewhere in that Hmm. range. Monero does not have the ability to be observed in any meaningful sense unless you have the specific keys to look at one specific transaction. Schrodinger's coin. And so, therefore, you cannot know for sure how many Monero the exchange has which would mean they could be selling Monero that they don't have. But they could be doing this with other cryptocurrencies as well, just by saying, oh, no, we actually have other wallets. They could. You're right about that. But it's at least somewhat auditable. Anyway, uh, one of their security engineers, Seth Simmons, wrote on Twitter, quote, it's looking more and more like exchanges are paper trading Monero and lying about how much they have to customers. Opt out. Get those keys off exchanges and actually own your Monero. Why would you even have Monero if you were just going to keep it on an exchange? I don't know. I understand you you have to go to the exchange to buy it, but why not immediately withdraw it? This is a good question. I want to have a privacy coin, but I want to have it in the least private way possible. (laughs) Right. And where it's not even actually mine. So I don't even want to have a privacy coin. I just want to be able to say, hey, look, guys, in theory... I technically can access per some conditions. Yeah, if they don't freeze withdrawals. <laughs> well, Monero was actually, to, to be fair, among the coins that I was day trading back mm-hmm. in the day. I did read uh, posts on Twitter from one crypto girl who was claiming that she went around airports and boarded airlines without wearing masks multiple times and was only spoken to i think on maybe one occasion by somebody at the gateway 
and she put the she put the mask on briefly in order to get past that person and then proceeded to remove it uh, after she got past that person and had no further issues. I will admit that I was one of these people who, you know, once I stepped into the airport, I put the stupid mask on and I didn't take it off until I stepped out of the airport, except to take drinks and stuff like that. It was annoying, but I did have a flight that I needed to catch, right? It would have been more of an inconvenience to miss the flight or to get kicked off the flight than it would have been to put the stupid diaper on. You can't, you can't even get me into an airport. I, I've barely flown since 9-11. Nice. I think maybe once or twice. I, uh, I'll, I'll say this. I only flew once during the COVID situation. It was when I went down to pick Bonnie up and drive back here. So I didn't actually do a round trip. I just did a one, one way down to San Antonio. So my, ex- my intention was to experiment and see, you know, push the boundaries a little bit and see what I could get away with on the flight. The first flight. So it was a two leg flight. So one, one layover on the first flight over. Uh, I had the mask beneath my nose the entire time. Yeah, it's just a, it just made people feel better to see you wearing it, right? No one ever said anything like, hey, excuse me, that's not effective. Yeah, no one said that to me. I was curious to see if that would happen. If you are a cryptocurrency believer, how do you get cryptocurrency into the hands of the masses? And I, yeah, A, they have to first want the cryptocurrency, mm-hmm. right? They have to be able to spend it somewhere or something like that. That cryptocurrency in just a decade has come as far as it did as it has it's amazing when you stop to think about it Mm -hmm. no doubt about it well we tried to do uh to help people get cryptocurrency into their hands and we were targeted by the government and taken down and assets confiscated and now facing dozens of years behind bars for our efforts so if you want to learn more at the crypto6.com you can go and do that but I do support what the Monero fans are doing with this withdraw your Monero from the exchanges. I like what you say, Aria. Withdraw everything from the exchange. The only If you're going to use a centralized exchange, the only thing you should have on that centralized exchange is the crypto that you intend to trade. And once you're done trading it, you should get it off of that exchange immediately. Because it is way too risky to leave that in their hands. And I would expect Monero people to be aware of that, right? I would expect the average person who's like into Monero enough to even be aware of the Monero run would know that the exchanges can't be trusted. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.